forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast contains an ice cream train, seed talk, a horrific batch of fonts, and Spin City era Richard Kind. All part of the troubled stew that was Disney's California Adventure 1.0. Come reminisce with us today on Podcast The Ride. Greetings from California. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the show where we love to San Diego to theme parks and spill the Yosemite about our favorite rides. I'm Scott Golden Gaitner, and here's a guy who Frez knows his stuff about theme parks, and you could take that to the Burr Bank. It's Mike Carlsbadson. Hi there, my name is Mike Carlsbadson, and I am thrilled today to be joined by my two best Sacramento buddies, Sacramento buddies, (laughs) right? Um, uh, Yeah, that works, but it it makes me have to change my my next one. Oh, sorry, Um, sorry, sorry. Because I, Hollywood, like to introduce the other host of the show. His favorite movie is Mr. Mulholland's opus, Jason San Luis Obispadin. That's right. (laughs) Also would have taken Mulholland Drive. Uh, (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. uh, Cleaner, smoother, yes. (laughs) Wow, that's better. You punched it up. How about Sacrament Bros? That's my sacrament. Yeah, yeah. you're three. This, we're the three sacrament bros. Yeah, that's good. That makes sense. Could also be San Luis Abyss bros. You could really change. That's true. You interchange all of the sands. Um, if you don't know why uh, I did all that, uh, and it still might not add up, but if you, if you don't know why all this is happening, then you didn't get to experience the original Disney's California Adventure, which I feel was like walking around what i just did Uh, yes (laughs) is that accurate you mean the most jam-packed theme park ever right Uh, as the la times was hyping it up they said that then that is the headline to the uh you know soft opening roundup article uh january 14th 2001 the most jam-packed theme park on earth question mark (laughs) what do you mean Huh. Didn't didn't uh, oh wait maybe Disney Sea wasn't open yet. When did Disney Sea open? Because uh, if it was open, Disney Sea opened later in two thousand one, didn't it? Oh, I believe. Well, then that's that's the problem. But right. the reason the reason they described it that way is because the 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 contents of this article is all about how we are expecting uh, it, folks. I come early in the morning or late at night because we're going to be turning people away from this place. We're expecting 7 million people opening year. And that did not happen. Do you have any idea where it ended up? I'm going to put you on the fact spot. But I saw some numbers that were not good. I just don't remember them. Uh, they, they were expecting... Uh, so for... They were expecting for the original for classic Disneyland Park, they were expecting 13.3 million. And at DCA, they were expecting 7 million. What they got was 
12.3 million and 5 million. Oh man. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Um yeah, and the in general just like the day-to-day crowds were never were not what they thought they it was like they they thought they were going to like they kind of scared everybody away with the high which is similar to what happened a little bit with various points of this of the Star Wars. Th- I mean I mean Star Wars is always pretty jammed, but like I mean, remember the rest of that day of Galaxy's Edge opening where just, like, everywhere else at Disneyland is a ghost town? That was so nuts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we thought we were, like, going to get tasered if we didn't immediately, like, run out. <laughs> yes. Oh, we, yes. Yes. Right. I was very worried. I was like, oh, well, they told us we have to leave by 2 o'clock and if we don't, or noon, and if we don't get out by noon, you know what happens. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> and it's 12.03 and we're standing on a largely empty wooded pathway. <laughs> At the, the <laughs> yes, other entry. It can't be in this park anymore. Yeah. If we, had, if we hadn't gotten out in time, we all would have been put into Slave Leia costumes. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's We're right. All chained up. <laughs> and been on uh, Chapex Barge. <laughs> put on Chapex Barge. <laughs> I would have gone out into the desert. I, uh, Chapex, you mean Chapex actually uh, two tons? They just, they Photoshop him to look like that? He's actually a hulking worm monster? Chapex is the hut. Chapex is a hut. <laughs> <laughs> That's our real. Chapex the hut. That's why they, demand- <laughs> they cut the, the Bantha ride is they had to pay for his barge. That, that is some... Uh, lame joke that's been made by some theme park account, right? Or some theme park, uh, jur- like not mm-hmm. journalist, but commentator. Like this one. Been a fo- oh, this right one. Here. Sorry, <laughs> the current one talking. Yeah, I re- We really need to check check ourselves when we act like we're so much cooler than the other theme park <laughs> <laughs> media. Um, to to give you an idea of that, so these numbers, and again, you can find this L.A. Times article. They are. It's the most big dick energy you've ever... They're, like, walking around <laughs> on top of the world. The park is not opened yet, but they're like, get ready. Get ready for this. So in 2019, the uh, rough attendance numbers, and this is all coming from, like, LA Times and Orange County Register, Disneyland, 18.7 million, DCA, 9.9 million. Uh, and that year they were like, mm, the numbers are kind of plateauing, even with Galaxy's Edge. But in theory, that's a, a decent year. Like that's that's a much higher increase, like than 18 years ago. And it's just over half at the second park. On a good year, yeah. it's just over half as many people. Wow. Right. Wow. Um, which especially they were like framing the park initially also like still they wanted those numbers to be as high but they were also saying it's been maybe you know you know it's not as much as Disneyland like they still would kind of like hedge their bets like you know it's it's a 75% Disneyland but that's good right you're okay with that right <laughs> and no one was okay with that um, we're, we're talking here about um, the episodes called DCA 1.0 and and we're doing this because this very week, California Adventure will be celebrating its 20th anniversary. February 8th, to be exact, uh, is, is when the park opened. So, so 20 years of, of California Adventure. Um, and could we celebrate the, 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 the wonderful part, the many great things that there are to do there now, or not now, but were to do when it was open, uh, you know, the, the incredible park it's become, we could do that, or we could flash back to the bizarre, 
uh, spare, annoying <laughs> version mm-hmm. that we got uh, some some twenty years ago. What does uh, it sound um, like, listeners? We would do <laughs> if you know us. What do you think it sounds like? You had to guess. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh well yeah I think it's I think it's clear uh, what we're gonna do and um I think I, I think it's a good it's a good area for us and a good like what what I'm excited about here is that um so many of our episodes are about a specific um, ride or 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 place or um or or area of a park um and this I feel like and I you know it. it this is one of those titles that's open to interpretation, DCA 1.0, but to me, it's about a, a vibe. This is like, it's like a general, uh, just like aesthetic and a thing in the, an aesthetic that manifests in, in signs and fonts and, uh, odd architecture and, mm. uh, uh, very limited, uh, music, um, collection that was played in this place. I'm just, I, I'm excited to swim in the vibe. Of, of DCA 1.0. And, and to that end, I think maybe a good thing to talk about is that in one of our very first episodes, we were talking about like um, maybe controversial theme park opinions that we have. And Jason's was that he, he kind of liked the vibe uh, uh, that you do in some ways miss uh, uh, what California Mitch was like in the very beginning. Well, you know, I, I was talking to my dad about this the other day because I told him we were doing this episode. And he's like, you know, uh, and, and uh, let me be clear. Uh, the, the first time I went there was like 2006. So some adjustments had already been made. But a lot of it had not been changed yet. And the first time he would have seen, it, I think, would have been like 2007, 2008. Um, so again, even more adjustments. I think he first came out and saw that park uh, maybe 2008, right before like Toy Story Midway Mania. So, but there was still a lot of it hanging on. And I think the thing, one of the things we liked was, you know, Disneyland's really jam-packed with stuff to do. But uh, DCA, even in its transitional like years in between the like very original and then the gradual changes in the mid late 2000s, early 2010s, I did, it was kind of like nice that you didn't have like there were less attraction. Like you could go a little slower, you could have a beer, you know, it was a little like leisurely paced. We liked the, you know, the Grizzly Peak recreation area. You know, we liked the Fisherman's Wharf, the Brit Tour, the Tortilla Factories, and some kind of different stuff. But you could still have a slow day even if there was more to to do. You know, you can have a slow day now and a beer now. It wouldn't yeah, prevent you from... That, I mean, that's true. Uh, now I think it does uh, occasionally suffer from the problem they were concerned about early on of, like, with less attractions, if one or two goes down or one or two are just really backed up. 
you you can get in that like ooh, what do we do like where do we go <laughs> here's my it's such a like blockbuster driven yeah yes my yeah guy. i was just gonna here's my yeah. theory for what you're actually is going on in your brain and i i have some of it i believe that just because it was 10 years ago we're all nostalgic for being younger and being in the past when we had less troubles and less cares and now you have that annoying calliope music with uh <laughs> with the like sparse california adventure like uh theming and the sort of genericness of it so now it's associated you know 10 years ago you were a carefree man in his 20s you were a childless man in his 20s you know i you know that that's not wrong i, I do very much remember the first day i went in college with my roommate jack and we got there bright and early at 8 a.m. because we were going to try to do both parks in one day. And we did pretty much all of California Adventure by noon. Yeah. And we're like, well, guess we're going back to Disneyland. Yeah. So because like it could have been Disney, like Disney in 2001 opened up uh, Disney's Toilet Park. And <laughs> it's a toilet themed theme park. And there are no rides. It's just a series of bathrooms. And even though you knew at the time it was bad, I think 10 years later, you'd be like, you know what? Toilet Park wasn't all bad. There was some interesting stuff at Toilet Park. Well, but then there's also some fun to be had for making fun of Toilet Park, for going and going and goofing a little on, on parts of, of course. it. And, you know, I, I, I do think a lot of stuff I like in California, design, there's a lot of good California kitsch. Mm-hmm. So, and I can see them like with a limited budget or a budget that was like, you know, kept getting scaled back. Uh, it seems like there were some stuff they tried to do kitsch yeah. and um, some more successful than others and some just outright horror shows. Yeah. Um, that line of kitsch and cheap is just, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. You, you have to like, be so careful or else you end up with the SS Rustworthy. <laughs> Oh boy, oh, we're gonna have some fun here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think if California Adventure, the original, and I yeah, there's obviously you know there's there's Soren, which is a great ride and it's lasted, and there's other stuff we like, obviously, but but California Adventure 1.0 feels like it's the aesthetic of that uh, City Walk gift shop that sells the fake celebrity IDs. <laughs> it's like just it's like as gaudy in places as the sock market or no, like any of those other like in your face <sighs> retail store like retail shops and City with World. that air of like because we're a little funky here we welcome visitor from california we do it a little different you might have just a plain box and one font but we have nine fonts and they are all spinning and yelling at each other yeah and what you said about the vibe like the vibe of it is actually i think the issue because i was thinking earlier i was like all right if you really look at the opening day rides for all the parks like you know, Animal Kingdom, MGM Studios, Epcot. There, it's not that there's a lack of like five e-ticket rides because that isn't often what happens when a theme park opens. They have like maybe one, like MGM Studios opens and it's got great movie ride. That's like the big yes. showstopper. And that's a catastrophe canyon and the tour that they have a tram right. tour ready to go. But that's obviously there's precedent for a tram tour. And I'm not saying they didn't do a good job. They did. But 
It's like it just why wasn't MGM Studios considered a flop if they only had a couple big new things? It's like Soren's a great ride and the other rides are fun. It's what mm-hmm. you're saying is what I, you're, I'm saying. You're hit. You got to the point. Uh, I think it's it's the vibe and it's the aesthetic that made people go. This isn't this isn't worthy. Well, I, yeah, but also like, yeah, you're right. I was younger and like I had less, you know, worries and stuff. And I was there with my uh, friends or college classmates and family and, and we were having a nice time. It's why you look back on like movies and you're like, yeah, I don't know if that I need to rewatch that movie ever. But like I had a nice time when like XYZ Blockbuster came out and went, went with my family and we all went out to dinner. Of course. You know, yeah, of course. There's no shame in uh, that, by the way. I'm not trying to shame you for that. But I think you might be doing some historical revisionism because MGM 1.0, I think a lot of people forget that it was the great movie ride and a two-hour tramp tour, and that was it. Yeah. Right? But, right. It was, but it was, I think, well-received. I think right. the complaint that's, was, okay. that's there's the more to do, but I think that people did like it and were just like thirsting for more. California Adventure felt to me like, we do not want more. You do, do a lot more or I'm never coming back. Yeah. That's, that, I think, was the feel. That is true. I mean, I think it had a lot riding against it, which is, two. I mean, in the previous years, you had seen Animal Kingdom open and Islands of Adventure open, and both pretty well received. Uh, Animal Kingdom kind of doing a different vibe, a different different stuff, a little light on attractions in the early days. I think very light. I think very light. Yeah, Hmm. very light, but very beautiful, of course, to counteract that. And it's all about the vibe. of Adventure. Yeah, it's all about the vibe. Islands of Adventure packed with big roller coasters and some very popular like e-tickets right out the gate. And then the other thing that was riding against it was the t- unbuilt parks, the Westcott and then the Disney Sea that would have gone in Long Beach. Yes, yeah, much better sounding, definitely. Yeah, no, yeah, and after all that, like if you got any taste of Westcott, and there was enough, like I certainly was not like. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in middle school as all this is playing out. Uh, but I still like I remember looking in the newspaper and seeing a seeing concept art of Westcott, and it just looks grand. It, lo- it like it looked pretty epic, and you knew they were gonna pull it off in a very stately way. Yeah, um, I d- did though like concept art of this too. I think there was an early California Adventure that would have been better than what they did, and clearly they just like winnowed it down and winnowed it down. Yeah, and I was, you know, as a younger, I, I was not aware of the history of Westcott and, and this Disney Sea in Long Beach. And I, I would assume, what, 98% of guests were not aware of any of that? That's yeah. got it, right? Yeah. Maybe less, 99? Um, it so. depends. Yeah, it depends on how local they were. And I think if they read the newspapers a lot, because my parents were very aware of like um, Disney's America and. Uh, the Disney Quest in Philadelphia projects, mm-hmm. just because That's they true. both got like a lot of play in the local paper, right? But I think you're right, though, Mike. That it's like the the average person is just like, oh, Disneyland. I like Disneyland. Oh, there's a new Disneyland. I don't like this Disneyland. Yeah, what is it? Like, That's, That's the degree yeah. of knowledge there. Yeah, it's it's more of just like initial. This doesn't feel good. <laughs> I don't like this feeling. <laughs> like that's what it is. It's like this feels this feels different. This feels like this feels yeah tacky. It's also like if you think about uh, like hey second gate which that we which we call our Patreon, um, you know there weren't that many of them 
by this point. Like, if you think about, I mean, there there were now like several parks at uh, Disney World, but uh, like, there's a lot of pressure on number two. In a way, almost there isn't as much on number three or four. And like, what's okay that Animal Kingdom didn't have as much to do. Like, and we we know how this goes. They're gonna get it there. But being sort of having to be Disneyland two, whether or not that's what they're whether or not that's fair. Like when you think about what's the first second gate, it's Epcot Center, and that's massive. That opens massive and with extremely ambitious things. Uh, uh, and then Islands of Adventure, and yeah, that's like completely different vibe than Universal Florida, and so much to do, and really grand stuff. Also, both Epcot and and Islands of Adventure, you have like technology you can't figure out. Like they like stepped up. They they like stepped up a game essentially um, somewhere yes. in the course of the park, and then you get what's Disneyland too? It's uh, a bunch of like sunglasses puns. <laughs> it's puns. It's a lot of puns. A lot of puns. It's a lot of like postcard humor. <laughs> you know what though? I this wasn't a thing that really dawned on me until very recently, but I think in current DCA it would be awesome to just walk over and get a Big Mac. You cannot undersell how good a Big Mac hamburger is. And <laughs> the so. building looks like shit. It looks yeah, the, Oh, my God. Oh, the building. I'm curious what everybody's, like, least favorite, uh, uh, which that's a candidate for me. But, yeah, yeah like, we start getting into specifics here because uh, there's so much to trivia. There's so many odds and ends to, to call yes. out. Um, it's something that I want to say at the top just to acquaint uh, the listener who doesn't totally know. So yeah, but you probably know to some extent that California Adventure opened a little disappointing and there wasn't a lot to do and that major things have been added. The big things being turning the entrance area into Buena Vista Street with the very the classy Carthay Circle restaurant, not only as a cool restaurant at the end of the street, but as kind of uh, the castle that they didn't have before so that was a lot of, that was one of the big renovations was making that that uh, street really nice and like the you know the the um not the i guess the the is it the 20s or 30s like the, the hollywood mm. that uh, walt landed in um and and cars land obviously is the the huge one but the, that got added but besides that just to acquaint you that in 2001 what did they not have at California Adventure? They did not have the Tower of Terror, probably mm-hmm. the big, uh, the, the biggest, quickest save that they were able to do. They did not have a Bugs Land, uh, which is now they don't have any more, and it's becoming Marvel. But just all of that was, you know, less. And we'll talk about that. No Cars <laughs> Land, no, no Little Mermaid. There was the pier area and California Screaming, the roller coaster, but there was not Toy Story Midway Mania. So you're now you're talking like a, so many of the what are now um, kind of the tent poles of the park are, are not there. And obviously, uh, we've talked about this plenty, and we just talked about it. But what is now the Monsters Inc. ride? was superstar limo uh, considered the worst attraction and 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 really we gotta we've we've covered that plenty but superstar limo i feel like jumped out i I think you didn't have to be a theme park nerd to know about superstar limo and be like god that sounds awful because like newspaper articles would call that out and say are you wondering what that second disneyland is uh it's got this yeah maybe reconsider well you even compare that to just what a uh, uh, great movie ride which i some i've heard critic good like legit criticisms of great movie ride. but great movie ride has tons of show scenes tons of robots you're on a car they're impressive robots they're human size and then you just yeah. like years later 
it's just like tiny little creep robot, like not even robots. And it's like, yeah, if, if you heard about it, you go, oh, that sucks. But if it was like, on the, I guess there's a version of Superstar Limo where it's like on the scale of Great Movie Ride, where you, you maybe go, oh, well, that was like it's a big show scene where you saw Drew Carey holding tickets or whatever. If it was a better robot of Drew Carey, it, like even the concepts in that ride could be done better. Right. I, you know, I almost said and then and then did not when we were talking to Oscar about Monsters Inc. that I something occurred to me about that I think the, the I think the vibe, the aesthetic of Superstar Limo is like the animated intro to the Anna Nicole Smith reality show. Oh <laughs> man. If you were in a ride that looked Jeez like that. Louise. Yeah, yeah, God. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. That is a hundred like almost like the nanny. I don't wanna I don't I don't dislike the nanny opening as much, but right. I don't know that I want to go into a ride that looks like the nanny <laughs> intro. I think it's using the nanny's intro style as an excuse for a lack of budget. I think you're, yeah. you're using that to try to hide and go, well, that's just sort of the aesthetic of it, as opposed to like, we don't have that much money. This is what we got approved. We're sorry. Like, we did our best. Yeah. Um, but if, if they had, like you're saying, Scott, if they had made like Drew Carey's superstar, lim- like superstar limo starring Drew Carey, and it's Drew Carey picking you up at the airport and showing you Hollywood, yeah, that could be something. Sure. You know, we had a popular show on the air. They could have done like something with that. Yeah. People yeah. Like him. yeah. Yeah. If it's like the scale, like it's closer to the scale and scope of um, Great Movie Ride. Yeah. Like why? Like you'd go, that's kind of odd, but all right. Like I like that. I like this scene. Like as we've said before, like IP and stuff and even sometimes concept doesn't really matter. It really just, it's like execution and, and I would of course say intimacy, but. That's not what everyone would <laughs> if say. You, if you wish. Um, I mean, like, well, now now imagine the exact same series of events of Rise of the Resistance, but do them as squiggle drawings like Superstar Limo. <laughs> um, and, like, animatronics that are like, is that <laughs> Kylo Ren? Yeah. Um, I don't know. If, is that, <laughs> like, that's is like, that John Boyega? <laughs> they all look like uh, slightly larger ventriloquist dummies. God, or like pu- like puppets, like Lonely Goat Herd Sound of Music puppets <laughs> with like Kylo <laughs> Ren and he's he's like two feet tall and like his arms are just moving up and down. Floppy uh, mouth, yeah. And then the AT-ATs are like car- flat cardboard cutouts and they're five feet tall. And, and then and it's not John Boyega taking you through it or, or Lieutenant Beck. It's like oh, there they are, everyone, the famous Arat. <laughs> Take a picture, smile. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that. It's interesting yeah. if if stuff had worked out, there might be a, a version. If Lucas had sold, say Lucas decided not to make the prequels, he sold to Disney back then. Maybe because oh, of the budget and the situation at the time, that would have been the big new Star Wars ride. You know, I know that, like, of course, we're landing in this this kind of general opinion of that the the prequels were underrated, and but like, I was always and and I like Star Wars too. I like Star Wars Adventures Continue, but I remember how like when you were hearing they were going to try to do that in like two thousand. Like, thank God it took a little longer. Like, think about how bad those graphics would be, and they they would not have changed it. I mean, it'd be fascinating that there was like a sub prequel because it wouldn't have looked as good as the movies even 
it would have been like a lesser oh, version yeah. of the pod race that's still there. Like they they certainly would not have changed it in 20 years. Yeah, cuz some of the I mean the prequels still look pretty good and he's touched George's touched up a lot had touched up a lot and maybe that will continue. But yeah, I can imagine that the theme park tech version of that in 2000 would have been bad coupled with the fact that they weren't spending. They weren't in a good spending mode. You could imagine yeah. what that would look like. <laughs> the first thing I thought of was because, for whatever reason, Instagram suggested I watch a clip and I, uh, a clip of the Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication video, which is nice. like yes. sub crazy the tech. video game. Yes, sub yeah. crazy oh, taxi yeah. graphics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like, kind of the idea. Right? I don't think yeah. they meant for that to be photorealistic. Yeah, no, but it looks awful. It looks mm-hmm. really bad, like much worse than I remember it looking. And maybe Crazy Taxi looks that bad too, and I'm I'm forgetting. But that's my first thought: is how how Star Tours would have looked, is that level. Oh, but that man. was yeah, that was a that was ninety nine, I believe ninety nine or two thousand is when that mm-hmm. video came out. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, oh, you're you're again. You, these are all things like I said earlier that I have such fond memories of warm feelings at the time it is hard to divorce myself from like i mean i think i told i told this story about mike and me like hanging out with people and putting um phantom menace on on a giant tv mm-hmm. and maybe it, it had motion smoothing on and that was part of it uh but it it looked like like a windows 2000 screensaver <laughs> kind of playing in the background but I like a lot of those actors, you know, from the prequels, and I like a lot of the actors in the new ones, you know. So you you it it you you have warmth, and again, you go see it with people you like, and so it, it can be hard to divorce from the quality of mm. something. I will- would have replaced Rex in uh start in Star Tours two thousand. That's a good question. I mean, yeah, Exo. Uh, so, Phantom Menace is just coming out. I mean, is it? Does Jar Jar go it's in there? Jar, it's got to be oh, Jar man. Jar, oh, right? Because George definitely was like Jar Jar was going to be the biggest character of all time. Like he was, mm-hmm. he had told Ahmed Best that he was not anticipating any any sort of backlash. So I could mm-hmm. see George being like, "Well, you know, we're going to want to have Jar Jar because everyone's going to want to come see him." We, my brother and I, had T-shirts, had toys. Before the movie came out, and yeah, George oh, yeah, was too. front and center of those shirts. <laughs> yeah, we were, yeah, like so excited. We were. I had all the. To- I had all the toys um, from Phantom Menace. They are. <laughs> this is how sick I am, and how sick the collector community is. Uh, they are just releasing bigger versions on the car on the same Phantom Menace card, and their best, which means that backing of a, of a figure. So it basically looks okay. exactly like the toys you're talking about, Phantom Menace. That red card. And only it's like, you know, six inch, six inch figures now, not like the shorter ones we bought. And I want them. I want the Mace Windu. (laughs) I want the Jar Jar. I want, (laughs) I've bought many of these different retro toys this year that have the same backing card as I had when I was a child. Um, So yeah, I, I, we were all hyped for all of those and Jar Jar was definitely part of it. And so maybe it's, maybe it's Jar Jar or is it a... Uh, is it little Anakin, but rendered at the time in Superstar Limo quality? <laughs> I'm gonna fly it. I'm the pilot. 
So like a little ventriloquist dummy of Anakin Skywalker, essentially, like that quality. Big wide mouth and very dead eyes. Yes. You could like you wouldn't have it would have made complete sense to like just replace Pinocchio with him on the Pinocchio ride and no one would have even noticed. It'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. top on. (laughs) Yeah. Pinocchio got a new haircut and he's wearing like a robe now. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's an interesting. uh, Yeah, I think we would have had a lot more boss Nass. Uh, on on it, I wish there was more Boss Nass. Now I love almost all the prequel characters, and it's turned. It's not even ironic anymore. I will sure. say, um, yeah. but I am fast. I would have loved it if that had happened, and then we've got an updated version. But as you're saying, you're correct. It would not have It'd be happened tough if it was. <laughs> yes, although some people would be ardently arguing that it's the best ride in history. There would certainly be that. Yes, oh, that is right. true. That is true. Yes. Darth Plague is the ride. Uh, I, I'll bring it back to California Adventure. Um, so the one phrase I kept seeing come up, and I, I didn't quite do the math on I think it's about right, but it depends on what you consider an attraction. When California Adventure opened, it had the same number of attractions as Disneyland did in 1955. Yes. Did anyone else come across that? Yes, because I watched the opening day special hosted by Richard Kind, Barry Bostwick, uh, yes. Colin Mockery, like a lot of different people. Yeah. And they say Sherwood. Brad Sherwood, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warburton in there. And of course, Eisner at the end. But they yes. say that early on, and that's they're very proud of that. Um, yes. As if that, that means that's not, anything. That's acceptable, yeah. That's bad. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, our standards have... It's kind of similar to how, like, sometimes somebody will... You'll, you'll see a comforting stat, what's supposed to be a comforting stat, about how actually the pandemic is playing just about just like the Spanish flu. Like, oh, and these things happen, and these things happen. So it's, this is kind of how this thing is supposed to go. And you're like, no, it's not. That was 100 years ago. Yeah, yes. Should be yeah. way better than it's something 100 years ago. Uh-huh. It's, it really feels like that Disneyland stat is an excuse. It feels like they're already yeah. hedging a little bit and go, well, it's the same as the original. So I don't know what you're complaining about. And you're like, I didn't complain yet. I don't know. Why are you so defensive? <laughs> Why are you arguing with me in this special? <laughs> it's like when they did the Hong Kong castle exactly like the Disneyland castle. That's like a trap. Like, yes. uh, instead of doing a giant ornate castle, which now they're having to go back and do, they did exactly a Disneyland castle. And they're like, what? That's not good enough for you? You seem to like it at Disneyland. Why don't you like it here? Because well, right. our expectations are higher now. Yeah, you, clearly you just did it because it's cheaper to build this and you have the design. Three. So oh, that's yes. what yeah. you're doing. You're pretending it's like some sort of homage um, mm-hmm. when, yeah, it's not. Because I looked, I yeah, the Disneyland stat, and then I looked at, I go, okay, what was open Disney uh, Disneyland opening day? It's like, first of all, you have to put yourself in a different context. This type of crazy theme park did not exist yet. <laughs> yeah, it is it, inventing a thing. It's inventing yes. a thing. A, but there, a number of mule-based attractions. There's a lot of mules. <laughs> there were no mules in DCA. There's mules, multiple trains, you know? <laughs> trains, mules. And then a couple dark rides, which were very ambitious for the time. And then the theming, of course, which almost all of it, yeah. If you were to, if I'm trying to think, what, what would you describe it? Is it like uh, inflation, like themed inflation, where like, you know, that in, you know, when Disneyland opened, that was worth 
three uh, animal kingdoms at the time. But now oh, we're sure. I see what you're uh, saying. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out how to explain that. Like, or that, just that they like had a flag. Like, here's a medieval flag. Wow, that's just like it would look in the movie. And now you're you kind of <laughs> expect because they stepped up their game. You have yes. to judge people by post 1955 standards. Yeah, I mean, people probably like saw the cart, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarf cars that had the name of the dwarves on it, and they were like, "Holy shit!" Those are the characters <laughs> from the movie we like. Oh my! They were like, like getting so excited about it. Like that that made so much like that was so much of a bigger impact probably on those guests than yeah than than honey <laughs> give me a benzo and a cigarette i need to calm down <laughs> hold on i'm getting harassed by bob cummings i have to <laughs> <laughs> hold on help i need i need to get away from this crazed man there were so many mules and you could make out with a big star from tv who's hopped up on sheep sperm <laughs> there's so much to do here <laughs> Um, um yeah i oh jason go ahead oh i was gonna say uh meanwhile here's another thing from that la times uh article they co- quote barry braverman disney's chief chief creative supervisor of the project and the setup is that you know well there's less rides so if a couple go down you know we, we that could be dicey and his response is quote we'll just have to count on the live entertainment being good <laughs> oh. and um i think we it wasn't right <laughs> i don't have a lot about all of this stuff but i have these phrases in my head like eureka um or there'd be i don't know like people banging on trash cans what was the live entertainment there was a bad show called steps in time yes. i don't remember much about steps in time that was kind of like a um <laughs> Not, not a jukebox musical, like a, vera- a, a review, I think it was big songs from the, the movies and stuff. Okay. And that was eventually replaced by the trash can thing. Um, Eureka was the California parade, right? Mm, yeah, that's right, right? Uh, yeah. Do we know what Eureka was like? <laughs> I did there not go a- down the Eureka rabbit hole. Some of this, you know, we we got it. We we've got a three-hour Bountiful Valley Farm episode. We got a Eureka episode. You know, there's bigger, bigger fish to fry. The opening special alone. Yeah, we're uh, gonna plant seeds for future things. Definitely. Oh, like the seeds you would find at Santa Rosa Seed and Supply. Santa Rosa's. <laughs> that was something in the park. Santa well, Rosa that, Seed and Supply. Yeah, it was by San Andreas Shakes and Bountiful Valley Farmers Market. Oh, in Market. the Bountiful Valley Farm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh boy. Well, we got so much. This is this is gonna be a two parter. Uh, here, um, I just want to show you what I found. Just googling the parade. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible. So Disney's Eureka uh, California Adventure Parade had a guy dressed as a fortune cookie. <laughs> And somebody dressed as a box of noodles. Uh, and his legs are bamboo. And his legs his are bamboo. still legs are big bamboo shoots. That's the big float. Oh, God. <laughs> the stilt walkers as the Golden Gate Bridge is horrifying. So there's two, two guys uh, dressed as the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, yeah, here's just like a, uh, just an ugly version of the sun. entrance and the sun. Uh, no, that's, a, that's Pixar Play Parade. That is not. The, there's that woman, um, like the spirit of California. I don't know. There's a lot of like generic mystical element, like spirit of California and and some questionable indigenous representation. Like it's just, 
I don't quite know what it. I don't even know yeah. how to describe it. Well, we'll be doing there, that eventually. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Yeah. The the um. I, I'll I'll pull up a, a video that is the. Did you guys watch the opening ceremony? The like the little like uh play that happened out I, in front where not. Roy Disney talked and Eisner talked. Um. I mean, we. I I think we have to do an episode all about um. Uh, opening ceremonies at some point because yeah. we've talked about yeah the oh, weird sure. like that they make Benicio del Toro do a weird little skit. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean these things are great. This is definitely its own thing. But um, let me try to find this part because this is kind of the vibe that uh, you were showing with like so vaguely mystical elements, uh, as Jason was saying. And uh, this is what it, so they put up a bunch of like blue tarps uh in front of the park um there's an audience of seated guests um there's this i don't know what character th- this is if this is like a something related to khalifa or khalifia the whoop the whoopi goldberg character and we'll deal with that later but the um you know there's some kind of california queen comes out and it seems like it's all these dreamers essentially like here's gold people and blue people and they're all chasing something with streamers they're dreamers with streamers but what is it what do they want oh a big golden (laughs) california there she blows and then the guy waves it in front of them like here isn't this what you were dreaming of and then a banner goes by that says imagine and one says culture and most you can't read because they aren't angled to face the audience I like this is chaos and also what is this like all right the things you can do in california that there's beauty and there's hollywood i get all that but like who cares about the shape like as if the shape came to you in a flux capacitor dream there's a place and it looks like this it's straight at the top and then it squiggles down to the right it haunts me each night (laughs) (laughs) well you make fun of it but you had the video muted you couldn't hear the assembled crowd going shape 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 (laughs) best state shape that looks like other than the size, uh, that looks like a thing I made in elementary school for a, like a project, like a home project that I put off until like 9 p.m. 9 p.m. the night before. <laughs> the right? night before, which is how I usually yeah. did my projects. And it would just be like, well, I don't, my mom would be like, I don't know, we have cardboard. You could, uh, there's a gold, we have a gold pen. And I'd be like, oh yeah, okay. So we'll like just cut out California and, paint and like draw gold on it. It looks, I mean, I'm sure it's not paper, but it looks like shit. It looks awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's big. That's the only thing is that the only thing I could give this yes. to them over you and your mom is that maybe you couldn't have fit this in your house. No. But besides I, that, the quality is exactly, uh, exactly the uh, school project. Like, like give it some shading or something so the audience can see it a little more. Something suggesting dimension, perhaps. It just, yeah, mm-hmm. it looks, it looks bad. The whole hmm. thing is, is rough. And, you know, yeah, we'll deal with this in an opening ceremony thing but you know mickey comes out and eisner sort of justifies the the premise this is a whole i don't know that we super need to go into this and it's covered into various documentaries and such but uh you know there was a retreat in aspen where they got everybody together to uh 
let's let's crack that idea that second park what's something we can do and they put a lot of ideas up on the board and it sort of was like cherry picking a few and the idea and it was like if you were being not cynical you would say well these are themes we've always wanted to tackle like the charming seaside amusement park or the nature of you know yosemite and that kind of thing and of course you're doing a new disney mgm studios would make sense but if you're being cynical about it it's it's like well what are our main um travel tourism competitors uh Mm. uh, like all right people what do people do instead of disneyland they go to nature and they go to hollywood and they (laughs) uh go to i don't know santa cruz uh, the the boardwalk there uh how do we let's do a fake one of all those and then we'll cut into all their (laughs) money that is i mean i i I guess yeah now that you say that it's like that was sort of a very strong eisner philosophy mgm studios Mm -hmm. is that Animal Kingdom is like, well, let's make a better zoo than the zoo. Let's put Bush Gardens out of business. Yeah, Bush Gardens, right. Him. So it's like right, we right. can do everything better. So like, it does seem like that is a big part of him, even in the parks that we like and were more successful from the get go. Was yeah. yeah like, well, I think it's that he could like that sort of cynicism mixed with a ton of money uh, could sometimes produce some great results. But then here, you didn't have the, the ton of money. Right. Well. But what you said, something that <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way, I was like, wait a minute, why did they transport all these people to Aspen, Colorado to figure this out? I mean, if you wanted to get everyone out of town, like Santa Barbara's two hours up the road. like, Well, they that- maybe didn't have their California idea yet, Yeah, right, maybe right. the thought. Yeah, they, no. maybe it could have been a, a totally other uh, idea. Oh, no, no, I don't even mean like the transporting the park. I mean, like for corporate responsibility, it's like... Oh, it seems like you put more thought into the uh, this retreats uh, vacation aspect than you did the actual work, you know? Potentially. It's that may be where they, their head was at. Yes, what's a yes. nice trip we can do? Do you think if Eisner was still in charge, we would have like a, some sort of a Lego-type land in one of the parks to make sure people, like kids didn't go to Legoland? I don't know if he would have... Like block partnered with block place or something like block. <laughs> yeah. California Adventure would have a block place where you would play with connects. Blocks. Connects. Um, yeah. Is that Lego Lego owned? I forget. Um, oh, is it might be Playmobil. He's just like looking for. Uh, yeah. Adjacent properties. <laughs> or are, they just make their own. They Disney. just make their own. Disney Mickey Mortars. They'll build, build a building with Mickey Mortar. <laughs> Mortars. <laughs> yeah. Like, like uh, what you. Oh yeah, yeah. oh right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, not the, right. uh, the yeah, that's, bom- that's the bomb, <laughs> the projectile. Yes. Yeah, you're right. That's what my brain went to. Was like, <laughs> yeah, we're making bomb, we're making bombs now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's for dismal land. That's for Banksy's dismal land. Yeah. Not for Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, um, I maybe to start stepping into some specific things. Why? I, I, and some of the big stuff that I'm sure we want to talk about is right at the front so why don't we do kind of a let's let's head into the park let's imagine that those blue walls at the opening sure. ceremony went down because that's what happens after they find california thanks to the sun goddess or whatever um then one layer comes down and you see those big california letters there you i think people probably remember this this was still there up until fairly recently big letters spelling out california i think this is among the less egregious things that they they did initially yeah i think it's a clever idea i don't know that the, a lot of this park it's like oh i can kind of see a, the kernel of a clever idea the execution 
or the like the reach was not necessarily there but yeah this is this is less egregious yeah and i think Pete, this is a phone i will give this credit this is a, a these are letters that were taken like uh photos in front of a lot i believe everyone everybody everyone has photos the of photos. these so like yeah. pre-instagram they had made like inst- a very instagrammable thing and like i i believe i don't know i'm using a a newer way a newer philosophy to think about the success here but i think that you could say well that was fun i liked taking a i like yes. going up in front of that sea now the problem may have been <laughs> a lot of people did the photo and then walked away from this, <laughs> this in to Disneyland? <laughs> yes, to Disneyland or yes. to the pizza restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that'd be fair. Uh, um, yeah, you know, I, I liked. I think the letters ended up looking nice when they did like a. They made it look like the world of color, and there's a slow gradient to the letters. They looked nice in the holidays, like they were able to like on DCA 1.0 these that like they they didn't look like trash and the, and the font is good i'll give it up for the font because i have a lot of font problems in this park um they have eventually got rid of these um though they lasted a while longer they now uh it all got moved up to sacramento to a place called cal expo which is where they do the california state fair so it's cool that they found another home um gavin newsom has given some very uh, stressful press conferences in front of these letters um and and which i I remember like infuriating i think he like announced restrictions on theme parks or failed to address theme parks or something in front of the letters and people were like but he's right in front of the letters and he's he's making theme parks suffer uh so a dark use of the letters um and and by the way now that thing cal expo um, because these state fair sites just kind of sit dormant most of the year and all year in this case, because uh, there's no state fair, uh, it has become a mega vaccine site. And it is apparently uh, doing among the worst of any of the mega vaccine oh, okay. sites. Oh, Disneyland, okay. is, which has a vaccine site now, is, is up and running and doing way better than the place it gave the letters to. Toy Story Lot is where that vaccine center is. Um, yeah, which, you know... There, I was, I was going to tweet about this, but maybe this is a, do we, do the three of us, and therefore, parking garage expert Nick Weiger, do we have to wait to get the vaccine and apply to do it in a different county so that we can do it in the Toy Story lot so far unaddressed on podcast? Uh, <laughs> well, that's a I very think... good question. I have thought about that question. Yeah, but then also apparently Six Flags is a vaccination mm. site as well. Yes, closer. And that is LA here. County. Yeah. yeah, and we apply for we or we qualify for that one. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: this is a great idea for a bit, but mm-hmm. the reality is we should probably all get a vaccine as soon as we can, and maybe not hold mm-hmm. out for a bit. But the, the reality o- is, if someone broke into my home and was screaming that a needle that they have out is the vaccine, I might let them stick it in me just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take anything resembling a vaccine. <laughs> it's worth the risk. So if it, if it happens, if there's some sort of serendipity where we can do it in one of these places, I would love it. But yes, I, I agree with you. If like the mailman goes, hey, you know, I have an extra vaccine. You want to take it? I would say, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I would probably do it. So 
It's a great idea, though. I mean, we would get a great three-hour episode out of waiting in the vaccine line and say, mm-hmm. like, how did they, you know, how's the theming for the vaccine line? And like, We've gotten, we- we've talked about so much less with the parking garages, and now we could go get cured of the disease of the century in the parking lot. That's probably, that's so much more dramatic than anything we ever thought would happen oh, in the Disneyland parking lots, especially the one that is nothing, that is just a... Uh, uh, pavement. Could we get the first dose in Toy Story and the second dose at Six Flags if we're doing oh, Moderna or Pfizer? <laughs> Just so we can get this whole spread. I don't think CityWalk is... out. Yeah, I don't think CityWalk is doing it. Because right? uh, it's too confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, people would... They'd waste vial after vial because of the confusing <laughs> universal parking garages. Where's King yeah, Kong? Yeah. Oh no, hey, yeah. I got the disease now. I'm going to die. And Mike would end up with a comically large thing of vaccine juice that he's like, I don't want to drink that. I got to go. <laughs> I don't want to throw it he out. You just dump it in a bush. You don't want to dump it in a bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. They wouldn't want to do that at City Walk. <laughs> Um, well, uh, so that's, I don't know. Let us know what you think. If you really want us to do it, and if you work in the medical community and can help us do it, then, oh, then yeah, we'll yeah. definitely we're, do it. We're willing, oh, to cut yeah. a, we're willing to cut a line in front of people that need it more. I so will start doing spin kicks on strangers. Yeah. <laughs> and Weiger's for sure in. I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, we yeah, we'll it. just assume for him. Right. Definitely. He'll, he'll hear um, about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so we keep moving past the letters, and, and the letters are part of a greater tableau, and that is the postcard uh, introduction to the park. The, uh, uh, is it, was it just called, is it called anything? Is it, is it called sort of greetings from California or something? You mean, is it like the, official... It's called the world's largest ceramic mural is what it is. It's the largest oh. ceramic, at the time, was the largest ceramic mural in the world. That's cool. That is cool. Um, the postcard... Yeah, the postcard didn't go anywhere, right? I didn't see anything about that. Um, did, like, did it move the mural? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not. I feel like it might have. Maybe they did try to take it somewhere, but I, I don't really know. Hmm. Um, well, we'll do it. But this whole idea, I don't think that I knew exactly that this that was the idea. It just kind of looked um, chintzy, despite being like it's certainly amazing ceramic work. If you're just judging it on the the ceramic quality. But the, I don't know, that you're in a postcard, I don't think I got it. Yeah, I guess I didn't get that either, really. I guess that doesn't really play so strongly. It, this is also another thing about, and I should, as we criticize some things about California Adventure 1.0, if you look at something, you might actually go, well, that looks like it took a lot of time and artistry to make it. I just don't find it pleasant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. It's, it's like that sort of, I, you, have, you can, can actually appreciate sometimes where you go, man, a lot of work went into that thing that I go, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> just well, how it. about just, pay, how do you guys feel about the uh, Golden Gateway, which is what I believe what they called the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, the um, miniature Golden Gate, that the monorail goes over. Because that's still a bridge. They made it that bridge into Atwater Village that you take if you're going to Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, <laughs> I think like a bridge we use. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I honestly, I think that's okay. I don't find that so egregious. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a pretty recognizable one of the more recognizable 
you know, things I think they reproduced. I liked the idea, but I yeah, I think it's chintzy. They hit it in that they were dissing it in the Imagineering Story documentary. And I was like, good. Yeah, let's. And I can't tell you why exactly. Like the idea, I remember thinking, oh, and the monorail goes over the Golden Gate Bridge. That's pretty neat. And then it just. What is wrong with the bridge? Is it is it the wrong shade? Is it too small? It does. It looks Legolandy to me. Yeah, yeah. It, I it think looks it's just... a little cartoony. And then and then shortly thereafter that you hit this ornate grand hotel, mm. which is very detailed. Of course, you do not stop at it. No, no, you can't get off or on there. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's, I think that if the, if it wasn't just like flats with mountains around it, when you're looking at those the Golden Gate Bridge things, I think it would have looked better. I think just the nature of it, it does it like when those things juxtaposed, it just gives you a sense of cheap, like cheap. It just doesn't feel grand. And I think... You could probably keep the bridge things the same, and if just the stuff around it was better, you might actually yeah. go, oh, yeah, well, that looks cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many rivets. It was just, like, so studded, I felt like. It seemed like too many. Maybe they, maybe they bought... Maybe that's what made it look like Legos to me. Uh, um, I, uh... This, this might be a good... Uh, because this is, this is how I found this, this odd little rabbit hole i uh, uh you know if you want to see pictures of early california adventure it is so well archived on the site yesterland that does a really oh. great job of um yeah uh, just keeping track of things that used to be there and their california uh side of the site is just packed there's so much um and they were talking about things about this golden gate bridge and well you know one thing about it is that it was a great place to hang banners and to advertise events that were coming up at the park because they were they one thing about early california adventure they tried to do a lot of odds and ends events they had the uh, x games come in which led to some very <laughs> ugly artwork um they had a concert series and the first band ever to play it uh of course america's band the beach boys with mike love and bruce johnston and no one else who matters um so there was lots of garbage like that um and they they did a thing um, called, and there's a big banner hanging off the Golden Gate Bridge advertising ABC Primetime Preview Weekend in 2004. Mm -hmm. So I wondered what that was, and it seems like it was basically an upfronts. And if you don't know the upfronts, it's where a network trots out all their new shows to show to advertisers. And wouldn't you, a regular person who paid to go on some rides, love to be advertised to about you know hope and faith <laughs> or and or uh uh eight rules for dating my teenage daughter or whatever shows were on abc at the time um is this thing oh yes go ahead. i was just gonna say is that the same event where jim belushi played blues on stage you are correct right. sir uh I'm sorry i probably <laughs> I, I, I jumped the I gun i jumped the gun i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> no 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 this because this is great uh yes among the like you're looking at a list i mean there's great stuff all over the list you know there's gonna be a reunion of growing pains with kirk cameron with yeah. uh newsome defying uh christmas spirit carrier and covid carrier kirk cameron uh uh so yeah, lots of dumb stuff, and then it all culminates. That seems like the peak of this event was a live Saturday evening performance by Jim Belushi and the Sacred Hearts, yeah. introduced by Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel 
eventual host of the Oscars, kind of America's host at this point, was uh, uh, just the uh, opening act for Jim Belushi. <laughs> I feel like... This restaurant tour, this guy who's got a barbecue place down the block. Oh, does he? I've been. Sing. Oh. Uh, What's that? You're wait, wait, Belushi? Which, wait, hang on. Who's, who's a restaurant tour? Yeah, Belushi. He has a barbecue? Wasn't he part of House of Blues? House of Blues was... He's not part of House of Blues. He would certainly play at it, but he was not, I, I don't believe, oh. was a, like, at least, like, not a major partner. He might, maybe, maybe he got in there as an investor or something, but I don't think he was, like, one of the mains. I see. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, you I guys believe. are the Belushi experts. <laughs> I, I gotta leave it. Proudly so. Yeah. Um, Belushi... Mike, did you discover anything I don't know about this uh, how this sacred no, performance no and i'm trying to remember which episode we talked about this before it's been like two years but there were two oh, did we oh, we did talk about we it. did there were two years in a row that jim belushi and the sacred hearts played <laughs> and i was looking desperately for footage but i could not find any i just found some pictures of him with like mm-hmm. the dca backdrop and i want to say he was playing like a harmonica but sounds right yeah um so yeah there's no i mean if somebody in the audience has video of jim belushi please send it to to us or point us in the right direction if it's your private video even please uh upres or uh uh uh, capture it and send it our way because i would like to see this Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i don't know look i'd love to see jim belushi perform at disney's california adventure now i think that that should still happen uh i think it could happen it would have been great if he like did a guest spot at the mad tea party where like he just kind of spinning yeah he could have dressed up like one of the ellis characters or not it doesn't matter (laughs) so like and now the cheshire cat mr jim belushi (laughs) to play cheshire Cheshire blues cat (laughs) yeah he's a cool (laughs) cat we know that uh I like Jim Belushi, by the way, on Twitter lately has been killing it. I will give him that. You know, he gets, he's got oh, a yeah, lot of shit. Oh, yeah, he's been kind of funny in his, like, weed guy era. Yeah, he's got a lot of shit over the years, but it feels like he's in a nice, comfortable place where he's just growing weed and, like, being nice to people on Twitter. Hmm. So, I tried I to get you. us some, uh, but it's only being sold, I think, in the Pacific Northwest right now due to licensing and, and interstate trade oh, and all man. that garbage. Is is yeah. Jim Belushi's weed farm themed enough for us to do an episode on Podcast The Ride? <laughs> I think the strains are Blues Brothers oriented, so oh. there is theming in the weed itself. Oh my God, yes, we have to. Yeah. We, we really should do that. <sighs> yeah, yeah. We. Oh boy. <laughs> um. Yeah. What is the? Is it just Belushi Farms? What is he? Because I, I, it's like I think it is just like it's not even clever. It is like. Blues Brothers weed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's just the Blues Brothers and then Belushi's secret stash. Wow. So, so do you think Danny Danny Aykroyd gets a cut? Do you think, or he just kind of gave him his blessing to to make it? Because obviously, weed is a big business. And I think, like, Danny, Danny's a big businessman, as we know. I wonder. Mm -hmm. I'm interested. Was it was he cut out as revenge for not being part of the House of Blues? That's a good question. Or not being featured prominently in Blues Brothers two thousand, or is he in it, in it at all? Doesn't he um, make an appearance? Or am I crazy? I'm just thinking. Of I don't one know of if the, he's in it at all. He just shows. He sometimes plays as the Blues Brothers on tour with Dan Aykroyd. Um. I just found an old performance. I was thinking about the, especially the era where there were three of them, where it was Aykroyd and John Goodman and Jim Belushi. Right. And I saw a performance from the House of Blues where 
Um, they have the actual of Sam and Dave. Sam is performing Soul Man with them, uncoordinated dancing in the background, <laughs> like not synced up. And he does the first verse of Soul Man, he being a, a uh, African-American performer. And then for the second verse, Jim Belushi, a white man, grabs the mic forcefully oh, no. <laughs> and takes it over to sing Soul Man. Mm. And just like the hearing. All right. Here's the original. And now Jim Belushi, who seems to who, uh, his choice is to scream it. <laughs> That's his take on the blues is screaming. I'm not um, sure any of those three men, Dan, Dan, Jim or John, are the greatest singers in the world. That's not what I would say, no. Sam and Dave, um, great sing- like fantastic singers from yeah, the hits that he, I've if heard. He's, Sam's there, maybe you'll let Sam do it. <laughs> Is Belushi the one, did we talk about the story about the DVDs, the Christmas gifts, and no, the no, car? No. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I heard this. I think it's Belushi, but uh, it, it was... Uh, Christmas time and the show was taken whatever it would have been according to Jim was his show right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and usually on when you're working on a long run TV show like that and it, it gets you know everyone gets very close and the, either the production company or the studio gives out Christmas gifts and sometimes like I've had friends get like bikes like for the Christmas gift. Uh, the Christmas gift on that show was uh, the season, the previous season on DVD. <laughs> and um, I believe the story goes that Belushi had, you know, he had the, the prime, primo parking spot right by the soundstage, but his window was like left cracked just a little and he came out at the end of the night and it, the car had just been filled of the dvds like people just <laughs> shoved the boxes through the window and filled the car up wow i've never heard this is this a secret story i don't know wow. I, I don't know i have no hmm. idea uh where what exactly bridge is being it. burned is it our bridge to go to belushi farms yeah yeah we'll have to figure it out if we have to leave this in you know yeah hmm yeah how bad too much do we because it, it is a themed environment or uh, could, um, or are you thinking like did this happen to kevin james like you know is there another oh yes it also could yeah it could have now that you say that it could have been kevin james it did it help i it? like the story it's plenty. a great I story yeah the source of it i also just want to say really fast that i'm on belushisfarm.com and uh, there's like a big i i almost feel like Ackroyd's involved because the 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 text and specifics could not be thicker than the copy that i am reading about these marijuana strands uh uh and listen to this um as with music we are naturally wired and set up with tetrahedronal shaped endocannabinoid oh. receptors that are organic to all of us jeff sessions included got him wow. whenever yep that's it <laughs> case closed that's a uh, that sounds several, like acroid yeah yeah maybe he maybe he helped he punched it up um and then with a little topical punch up several trump several generations of trump villain ago uh, um and uh which sort of brings me to the second thing i was gonna say about this event about primetime preview weekend 2004 um there was also, among the many things, come see the stars of the show, and you can also see a little preview and meet the star of the show, The Benefactor. Do you guys have any idea what The Benefactor was, Wait, show was, in 2004? Was it their uh, version of The Apprentice? It was their version of The Apprentice, yeah. and it was starring this beefcake. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you oh. even recognize him as young, hunky Mark Cuban? This is like... 
Um, what? Who is he trying to look like? He's like trying to. He thinks he's Freddie Prinze Jr. or something. Chris he Klein. thinks he's an early dude. He yeah, yes, Klein. totally. <laughs> the CW's Frankenstein. <laughs> he's he's in a bright blue shirt. They didn't shop out his nipple. It's poking through, and also in front of a blue background. They got Cuban's look. They engineered it a little better on uh, eventual Shark Tank, and Shark Tank obviously much more successful than the Benefactor. Uh, the Benefactor did not do so well, and uh, in the wake of the show going away, Mr. Cuban received a letter, and I'd like you to guess during this letter who wrote the letter. Oh. M- oh. Dear Mark, mm. <laughs> if you have any suspicions. Mm. Uh, I, I might know. Uh, bet a lot of money on your opinion on this. Um, Dear Mark, I am truly sorry to hear that your show has been canceled for lack of ratings. When I initially called you to congratulate you on The Benefactor, little did you or I realize how disastrous and embarrassing it would turn out to be for you. If you ever decide to do another show, please call me and I will be happy to lend a helping hand. With best wishes. And then I'll narrow it down. The writer of this letter is a, a future president of the United States. <laughs> so that, get, that gets you down to three and you can guess which one. Uh-huh. Ron Paul. <laughs> yeah uh we don't need to say it uh that's yeah that's right that makes sense that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. it's on gold letterhead that might have helped you figure it out too <laughs> mm-hmm. we this this is what this guy's doing in 2004 and we we must elect him to the highest off this guy has to take control of the world yeah no that make it makes after having seen it for four years it makes total sense that this it all makes sense. It had to happen. It was great that it happened. We all, the, uh, America was made great again. Um, so that's all, that's all my thoughts about, um, this is how, this, this is quickly becoming, we're just going to have to do a part two of this because boy, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to have to do like land by land. This is only oh, the street right. and then we'll do Paradise Pier 1.0 and this yeah, is maybe yeah, genuinely yeah. a solution because man, we're, we got a lot here. Well, and we haven't even talked about my favorite part of uh sunshine plaza yeah yes i'm talking about burbank ice cream baby <laughs> oh you threw me i thought you were gonna go for the uh the sun the sun sphere the the, yeah sphere. yeah uh, <laughs> oh to talk I, about burbank ice cream please so burbank ice cream was the like you know the the sunshine plaza this is the equivalent of main street so it's got to have an ice cream parlor to get people coming in or going out of the park at the end of the night and it you entered through a California Zephyr like train car, and it's a it's a real like you know two sides of train. I just think it looks great. It's a shiny like restored train car. Yeah, and yeah. you went in and you got uh, any any number of Disney's uh, six ice cream flavors they have not updated in I don't know decades. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like whatever the dryers relationship. Dryers. I think, when when Disney when when Disneyland opens back up, we need more ice cream flavors. It's it's these same flavors, these same seven or eight flavors. I you know I I I wouldn't mind more flavors, but I do find the dryers flavors comforting that they don't change ever. There's something I like about the stability, and maybe I'm being a hypocrite when other things well, that I say, but I I'm not saying take any away. I'm saying like let's get it's Disneyland. It's supposed to be your yeah, it's expand. And Whoa. like, especially back then, they had four Sundays. Like, I don't know. It just seems like kind of all of the ice cream, except the ice cream at Paradise Pier, where you would pick a flavor ripple. 
Yeah. Like everything is just chocolate vanilla in this part. Like what everything's. You, what are you looking for? Is like, Yeah. Like blue sky mm-hmm. real quick mm-hmm. here. Five. Oh. Give, give me five to 10 more flavors that they need to have. Okay. Well, I, I think mocha almond fudge is a, an interesting flavor, but I find the almond overwhelming. I think they need a, a simple coffee flavor. Okay. I think they need a rocky road. Okay. Okay. They have chocolate chip, which I think people think is cra- a crazy. Like, I love like, chocolate chip because you get the creaminess of vanilla, but then actual crispy chocolate. Right. Um, let me see. Some sort of caramel. Okay. Uh, some sort of caramel. Uh, what else we get? Anything oh, on the fruitier side uh, or getting towards the gelato territory. Yeah, maybe a raspberry sorbet or a, you get a, a sherbet, Mike. You get a rainbow I am a, sherbet. I, I get a sherbet, a rainbow sherbet, uh, and I often get a double scoop with a cookie dough as well. That's good. They do a good cookie dough. And um, is cookies and cream on this list? Uh, they have cookies if, and cream, right? I, I guess they have cookies and cream. There's, there's a big one that I feel like, is, oh, some sort of peanut butter thing. Okay, yeah, that's good. I, I, I hear you. I think those I, would be I good. just think more variety. I mean, I, I looked up the menu of San Andreas Shakes, too, which is in a different part of the park. <laughs> that was pretty much just like two kinds of blizzards and two kinds of milkshakes, chocolate or vanilla. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of boring. <laughs> it's a Wait, little... but you could get date shakes there. I thought, like, like a la the, the on the way to Palm Springs. Uh, um, I forget the name of that date shake place, but I definitely at some point in time had a date shake in California Adventure. See, now that I like. I must have been mm-hmm. looking at a newer menu where they scaled back, but I think like yeah, date shakes. That's fun. Yeah, for sure it exists. I don't know if it was there, but I definitely had one in in the park. Does wow. Ghirardelli do anything for you, or do you I you want this Disneyland? Ghirardelli. Okay, okay. Because I, I yeah, we they, yes. we always go to Ghirardelli in California Adventure now. Do they yeah. have enough? Not there right does, opening. Does Ghirardelli have enough? Yeah, they have a lot of varieties of like parfaits and uh, sundays and maybe just one or two more ice cream flip. But they have they just have a lot, and they have a lot of mix-ins, and they have a lot of toppings. Uh, so you wanted just a little more uh, convenience, essentially, because if they have it in California Adventure, you almost, you just want something else on Main Street switched up. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess on yeah, I don't I don't need it in California Adventure because there is Ghirardelli's, but yes, at Main Street and um, at California Adventure now they have the hand dipped ice cream bars, which that's fun. That's very nice. Yes, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, they're yeah. huge too. Um, I agree with you, Burbank. The Burbank, what is what is it called? Burbank ice cream. What was it called? I think so. Uh, Burbank ice cream. Burbank ice cream was good. Cream. The train cars were cool. I do miss yeah. getting ice cream in the train cars. For by like that by that area is I think the thing I miss the most of all. I of think they California pulled that culture. off. They, if you were going to keep anything from this opening zone, yeah, I remember yeah, being mind the train. Yeah, they kept a little it. disappointed when I went the first. I was like, oh, they got rid of the train cars. Oh, oh. yeah, and that seems like something they easily could have moved to the Hollywood backlot area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I assume they were still... Th- I think that the Hollywood backlot, yeah, they, we've talked about it before, like, it's obviously going to be changed eventually, and I think they were probably assuming they would do something sooner rather than later, and they probably didn't yeah. foresee a pandemic slowing everything down either. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. Uh, we're stuck. We're stuck with it. Uh, um, I, well, okay. Uh, you want to talk about, by the way, I think Disney's got to hire you for, to be an ice cream consultant. That was like, yes. that was so concise, ice like, like bath, great or, ideas. Yeah. Just fly. You didn't even prep that. Uh, that's just off the dome. Yeah. Sure. Just walk around. Yeah. Like walk around, like you would walk around with a team of people at Disney and you would just sort of be giving your thoughts like very, they'd be like kind of all have a notepad and they'd be hanging on every word and you would just be yes, shouting sure flavors flavor every every different food stand and restaurant i think you would just shout things out and they would write it down and that you could fix a lot of problems that way i feel like i was shouting at a lot like looking at the map like looking at the original dca maps and i was just then i would go look up what they had and and i was just like okay the the will was not the thought was there the will was not there it's like like we want this to be a park for adults we want then don't serve like dog food, like don't serve <laughs> college, like food you would have thrown together in college, you know? Food wasn't good there, was it? For like, you, you think that's one of, one of the main things and probably why I'm so, why I consider it like the park of my, my, the park of my 20s and my early 30s is like, you go there for good food and good beverage. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah, it was kind of junky to begin with. I, like. I think um, Pacific Wharf was always interesting. It always had a variety of stuff. It was bread and it bowls, had some yeah. freshly made mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then I, I honestly have never eaten at that uh, winery restaurant. The, uh, I, the we, sit-down restaurant, I, I don't recall loving. I, I'm, I love the terrace and I love the walk up, the walk away yeah. wine bar. But the yeah, it's kind of like generic Italian. I feel like um, okay, which you can get in a lot of places. I could be wrong. If I'm if I'm way off on that place, I was just disappointed the one time I did it. I'm sure it's changed the menu like a million times at this point. So who knows? Yeah. 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 Um, rough food, seemingly. The, also, the shout out to the restaurant, uh, was it called Chips? It's strips, Dips, oh. and Chips. <laughs> yeah, Strips, Dips, or Chips. Uh, uh-huh. No one rides for free. Uh, <laughs> um, that, that kind of the Fried mozzarella and uh, chicken strips and fish fillet. Um, so... Uh, the, you know what? You know what's? I think yeah, the train is good, but you know what's egregious? And I'll share the screen so we can be reminded. Um, engine ears toys. Um, city walk, real gaudy logo. Yeah, yes, yeah, extremely city walky, extremely sock market, sock markety. Um, you know, I think extremely build a bear, and and the yeah, build a bear yeah. went in not too long before this. And you can have that outside a theme park, but, you know, you need something. You know what else is this a lot like with that, like, brightly painted corrugated metal? This, and forgive me for the local reference, but this is the Burbank Empire Center big time. Oh, uh, which yeah. Is a good functional place because they have a target and things you need, an REI right. and the Sharkies, which I'm fine with, but uh, uh, ugly to look at and kind of gaudy off the, the five freeway. Um, it's like the most, like... Like, th- that's just a junkie. That's the most, like, kind of outlet mall. All right, let's put up five tiny planes, and that's enough, right? And then there's, like, real bright, like, metal-painted. Um, yeah. Gross. Don't like it. The only thing... Uh, uh, cut me off after this Empire Center talk. The only thing I kind of <laughs> like about the Empire Center is the light, some decent lighting at night. Does it really? I'm rarely there at night, yeah. so I might not know this. Jason, you know what I'm talking yes. about? I, I do know what you're talking about. And I think there are touches they've, they've painted over the... Because the, that's where um, 
the Howard was it Lockheed Martin or Howard Hughes's aircraft uh, factory was. was so it? there's little touches of like this of like air airplane airplane specifics. You know the history yeah. of Burbank, but it it's all it all is sun faded over the years. It's so hard to tell. Um, and then they just painted everything gray, so mm-hmm. you can't really see anything now. That's their DCA two point. It's Empire Center two point mm-hmm. now. Yeah. If you want us to cover this entire mall, let us know. Obviously, yeah, please. We're, we're, uh, we're willing. Fairly willing. Um, who are these? This place. Who are these? Wait, go back up. Who are those characters? They're not. They're generic toy. Like if you look up toy in like a visual dictionary, you see this. Right. There's a blue deer. And a not raggedy Andy, a different um, red haired boy. A, not raggedy. Oh, it's a boy. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just very generic, just overalls. That, that could be either way. Um, a little like red dot cheeked condu- uh, no, re- top hat. No, it's a conductor bear. I don't like any of these guys. It is original theme park IP, I suppose, but I'm not mm. not fond of them. I don't want to dig deeper. I, uh, 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 well, if anybody knows if the engineer toys have names, please let us know. Um, I am interested to know. It could say um, further in this article. I don't know. And then inside is just tra- like this is what they had to do. They had to do the stately, the like the classy '30s vibe on the way in because it just like. I don't know. It's like a now. It's like a beautiful overture uh, before the film starts, and this is like a like the fourth generation AMC candy band, where the graphics are getting <laughs> actually worse with time, and they're they're more annoying. The little pre movie uh, little little featurettes, um, yeah, gross, right? Oh, and there's oh, there's puns in here. El, it, uh, there's a clock, and when it's noon, it's not just noon; it's El Nuno, <laughs> referencing the killer storm that says Palm swings for some reason. Why swings? What? What's that pun? Rancho Chuchumunga. <laughs> this is where now we're getting into pun worlds. This really is... big bear lake, and the lake looks like a bear. I mean, that's kind of cute. The lake looks like a bear. But... I so. some of these things though, there's a lot of cute puns everywhere in every theme park, but it also often comes down to just what does the presentation look like. Like if this mm-hmm. map was subtle. And you really had to like look at it for like 15 seconds and go, oh, there's some funny things written on here. I don't think it's nearly as offensive as looking at this like barely graphic designed train map and seeing these like aggressive puns, seeing these aggressive like lame jokes. Bad font. That's a stock font. Yep. That's maybe a, that's maybe a Copperfield black. Um, no good. I, I want uh, luxury fonts when I go to my Disney park. Yes, I agree. Um, Blue ceiling. Look at this. I mean, this just the ceiling here. They just painted all of the the pipes and vents and everything bright blue. This absolutely is the Walmart in the Empire Center. Yeah, and you demand better out of your your Disney parks. Mm-hmm. The, um, now I yes, pulled yeah, up that website too, and it does not have one thing that I do like um, from DCA 1.0, which is. They made replica little miniature toys of some of the, you oh. know, uh, simple attractions. Mm-hmm. And these toys uh, in box still go for like 200 or or $100 on eBay because I don't think a lot of people bought them. I'm with, I, I would get one of these. I, I could see having a, a little orange stinger, the, uh, the hollowed out orange ride. Maybe I'd buy this. I don't know. They're like 100 uh, bucks. 
That's not crazy. I found one that I well, I was gonna get it, and then it said like broken, does not work, parts may fall off. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, if you glue it, if it's cheap and you can glue it, I guess so. I'll see if it's still up for sale. Yeah. Um. The, you you want to talk about the sun? Not the sun wheel. The Ferris wheel used to have a big scary sun on it, not Mickey. Right. Uh, and that was the sun wheel. That, but in it, when you come into the park in Sunshine Plaza is the sun icon. Mm-hmm. The creatively, you've got the Sleeping Beauty's castle, you've got Spaceship Earth, and you've got the sun icon. And this was intended to be their bit. Here is the big landmark when you go up into that opening street, and what is it at the end of the road for you? It's a big tin sun. <laughs> this yes. is where they really, really messed up bad. Yeah, it's it's just not. I would even say it's not memorable. I like. I'm sure the first five, ten times I went, I might not have even like you go. Well, what was the icon you saw? And I go, oh, uh, uh, I'm not sure. Didn't do one. I think they didn't do they one. Didn't, yeah, they didn't do that. Must be it. They didn't do well, one. Isn't but it? They had the sun thing and then the wolf, like the big stone wolf. Like they kind of had two icons. They got to split the difference. It's not a. We've been not, through. Yeah, this. It's, not, it's a not a wolf. Oh, it's, it's the a bear. bear. It's the <laughs> grizzly. I had a thought. I my I had it reversed. I was like, and it, remember, Jason, it's not the thing you think it is. It's not a bear. It's a wolf. <laughs> I was like, was there a stone wolf a bear. howling at the it, sun under it? And I was like, maybe there was. And I like scrambling to look. I go, oh shit, I forgot there was a stone wolf. That was like howling. I always thought it was a wolf. I saw it to squint to see the bear. Well, yeah, we we on our the Grizzly River Rapids episode, we all there was some confusion about what it looks like. So. Yeah, which is a price. That was also supposed to be kind of their icon, and you're not sure what it is. And yeah, it was exactly. kind of painted worse when it opened too. I feel like, um, yeah, this is a mess. But the sun icon clearly could not have been. The, the the like main thing that you draw from the park. Here's the big thing you see when you come in the park. It doesn't work. Also, the whole idea is that it was going to reflect the light of the sun and make it nice and warm and glowy um, in this area yeah, through all through Sunshine Plaza. I, I don't remember any of this. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they they it was painted. It was pointed the wrong way, like to where it wouldn't get the sun where how it was supposed to to make it glow. So they had to use big reflector machines that were up on poles to hopefully bounce the sunlight off of the, it bounces off of that and bounces onto the sun, which it did not do. This never worked. So it just kind of looked flat and bad here all the time. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that's what that they were trying to do. Uh, that did not, I see now those, the, the things, I think the, the things that was trying to reflect. Yeah, no, that never read to me at all. This thing isn't also, for all the other icons of Disney parks, this isn't even that big. Yeah, right. It's really small. Yeah, at least do something big. Like if it was- Which, you know, yeah. you know what the story there is, is this, this is from, this is a Westcott holdover, that they were not going to do Spaceship Earth again, they were going to do a big golden spire, and that was going to be extremely tall, probably as tall as um, the, uh, Tower of Terror or Guardians is now, but- 
um, because it was going to be really bright, and I think maybe the relationship with Anaheim was just not good at the time, and the neighbors were like, no, 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 we're not going to have a big pointy light. That sounds terrible. <laughs> so they were like, all right, well, we got to do something small then. Because that was even that was going to be in Westcott, and it was going to be in California Adventure. Like, the big point, the golden point, was still part of the plan. Right. And instead, it became what a lot of people called the hubcap. It was a cool <laughs> hubcap. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just... I'm trying to think. Like, say it was, say it was the exact same design, but it was five times the size. I think, at the very least, I think we would all be saying if it would have been gone away by now. Well, you know, it was kind of cool because how big it was. I think we would have given it that mm-hmm. praise. Like, oh well, you know, it was impressive that this giant sort of sun thing. It's not an aesthetically pleasing to me, but at the very least, like, wow, it really impressed me when I'd walk in and go, wow, that is, that's huge. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Just make it big. What are you doing? So, um, yeah. This, this is all what really, it's just like a really tepid, flaccid way to start your day in the, in the park. And I will also add, because I'm seeing this in the photos of Sun uh, Shine Plaza, <laughs> um, that you also then, all right, so you can turn to the left and go over to the Hollywood area. And at that time, it said Hollywood really big at the top, and then there were these big uh, elephants, um, and the elephants are there because you're like, why giant elephants on top of pedestals? Well, that, of course, is a reference to uh, D.W. Griffith's film Intolerance. Yes. What? Why? why and, f- of course, those elephants also appear at, let's all say it together, the Hollywood, Hollywood and Highland, Highland Shopping, shopping complex. complex. Yes. Um, which opened, I think, well, was it before this or after? And it was right around the same time. So you're like, why are there two, two things felt the need to tribute D.W. Griffith's intolerance? I want it said Hollywood Pictures. So oh, it's not yes. Disney Studio. This is a fake backlot called Hollywood Pictures. Hollywood Pictures backlot. Yes. Which seems like something you would get on a t-shirt at Hollywood in Highland for like three t-shirts for $20. It's, that's truly the tribute. The tribute is gift shop at Hollywood in Highland <laughs> at City Walk on Hollywood Boulevard. That's really the true inspiration for California Adventure is that tacky tourist trap garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that whole, I mean, you know, Hollywood is sort of its own thing. You could almost devote a whole episode to, but the, then you just you just keep staring down that way, and I boy, I have always hated that uh, fake sky backdrop with the force perspective where the city gets smaller and smaller. Which is weird because I really liked it in MGM Studios. I remember thinking that was so neat as a kid. Oh, you mean so they all like to make a street look really long? They'll make the buildings get smaller and smaller. And I wanted pictures in front of it. I thought it was so cool. This one's worse. Why is it worse? It's still mm. to this day. I think is just too um, executed and too tacky of a way. Yeah, it just stands out. It's like almost it just stands out more, I think. I really like it's uh, I'm trying to think the MGM one isn't so I don't know. This one's just in your face. The one in California is just in your face and your brain doesn't get tricked at all ever. No. No, no, no. Yeah. There's ne- never, never a the second where you go, "Oh, that's sky, that's real." Like it never yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just odd. Um, it just looks odd. You also in 
in this neck of the woods, this is pun central. And it still kind of is this yes. way. There still is a lot of this. Isn't like, is Schmoozies is still there. Yes. Oh, yes, exists. Is. Exists. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Award, Award wieners. wieners certainly is Award still, still there. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there's other stuff they got rid of because i think there i think there were like 10 times the puns yeah in this neck of the woods if anybody well, the, has any of them the thing that they got in a lot of trouble with was there was a, a sign of like about like a casting couch joke oh yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. what they're like what are you doing like i missed this a hundred percent when it happened i found out about about this today philip oh. a couch casting agency it is a casting yeah. couch reference and it is on a sign that looks like a penis it is oh. like yeah do you guys do you remember that i don't no. know if that's intentional i didn't remember that look, i remembered oh my god you're like, right look at, Yep, there's a little tip at the bottom, Jesus. and there's two little swirlies up at the top. God damn. Sort of like, yeah, yes. That is not and a stretch at all, by the way. Sometimes you see the Dis- yep. oh, Disney's phallic imagery, and you go, well, kind of. That one, there's no mistaking <laughs> it. That is a dick sign. Yeah, about a casting cast. And, and this was, they put this in, in the era where they owned Miramax and worked closely with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Nuts. There's a, so much stuff as you go through like old clips of, of late night talk shows and stand up monologues and stuff where people are making jokes, stuff like that. And then if you really like analyze it, you go, hey, that's fucked up. I don't know why we were all just like, ah, ha, 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 the casting couch. Ah, ha, ha, we all know it exists. Like that was I might have case. been kind of conditioned by seeing like Oscar monologue jokes like that and I th- I think as a like ignorant 15 year old I'm like oh that's where the producer wants to give you a smooch and then you get I I don't I really don't think I was aware of like what that actually means and I don't know they, you know I don't think anyone knew the truly the extent of it until I mean obviously it's it's so crazy and horrible but yeah what how insane that that was like cutified for so many years and it's not even like hidden i would i would actually give it like i would give like the imagineers like credit for like really sneaking one in if i go oh i see if you combine the like last letters of each word then it forms casting i go well they really snuck it in there so there's no way you like you would know if you just walked by it not this sign this sign is just casting advertising a penis it's wild. It's so crazy. Also, yeah, this is kind of underratedly one of the craziest things that's ever been in a in a park. And the even if it was different words, the very blatant penis shape. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, a, it grim. should be award wieners. Let's be honest. <laughs> it should. You're right. If that was a penis shape, I don't think that would. Uh, oh my god, I would love it. I go. You just you know the award wieners. We can get a hot dog. The sign is shaped like a giant dick, and I'd be like, that's funny. That's good. I like that. Good work, Imagineers. Um, is there anything else worth calling out in this neck of the woods in terms of the puns? Yeah. Dial M for muscle. <laughs> ben Hare. I do. I, I've said this maybe t- three times now on the show, but uh, I do maintain if the t- place looked less tacky, that those puns would be less egregious. I re- this is one of the tackiest mm. looking places it still is. A lot of the yeah. fonts are bad. It's very dated. I mean, you go around Tokyo Disney Sea, and Tokyo Disney Sea is so much subtlety in their theming and jokes and puns. Like there are just dense paragraphs full of jokes on the side of like the uh, where you pick up the train to go around the park, and even oh, okay. in the different eateries. Like we were finding just so much information that was just all jokes about where we were. 
but it's so subtle and it was not in it was a, as you're saying a classy font in, in a really like just fully developed immersive environments yeah. so yeah you, you you'll go jungle cruise in general you will go with grown worthy stuff right um, and if you hey every, everything is context you know jokes don't need to be so clever it just needs to be in the right context that's my sure. comedy lesson <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're welcome everyone pretend you're in the car next to jerry um, yes yes he would and that's he, the oh, yes he's like yes Make right. fun of waitresses more. <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting the way this area is presented on the map. Uh, just like one of the attractions and ventures, it just says Hyperion Theater, magnificent 2000 seat theater. That's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what's in it? Yeah. Uh, that's good for you guys for building a place where you can do uh, corporate events that no one will ever see. Um, where you can make a confusingly cut out front of a stage that Kelsey Grammer can very easily fall into. That's right. Yeah. It was waiting right. to happen. It's not Kelsey's fault no. at all. No. No. It was a very specific, specifically designed stage. Um, they did have the Muppets back here. And I, I used to really like that kiosk outside of it that had a ton of Muppet stuff and I was just kind of like swing merchant, like whatever merchandise they want to shove in there. It yeah. Is. Oh, in this Christmas um, thing, it's so many spider bots that nobody's. <laughs> oh on. no. Just tons of spider. They bots. better hope we fall in love with the spider bots when that ride opens. Cause yeah. they, yeah. I bet there's like 99 cent stores have spider bots at this point. <laughs> they made so many. They're just selling them to any different store. As legacy pass holders, are we gifted a complimentary spider bot? Thirty <laughs> percent off. Thirty percent off. Okay, Monday through Thursday. Monday through Thursday. Not every day. Parking uh, is not included on the high end passes anymore. It's it's a hundred dollars each time you come, but you get a thirty percent off spider bot. <laughs> yes. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Chapek um, the hut. <laughs> I have a general pitch for what we do here and now, okay, uh, and ahead. it is this. I think I have a plan, because this episode could go for uh, the full amount of time that we've already done. Um, what if, maybe the way that we section off, what if we? What if there's a, an episode that is about, uh, you could call it DCA 1.0 to Paradise Pier. Okay, we leave Paradise Pier, that's our general tribute to what Paradise Pier used to be, uh, mm-hmm. because there's so many rides over there. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, I think there might be enough. So maybe that's where we... That's the cutoff, but we try to, uh, you know, let's cover Hollywood and then let's, uh, I mean, what a beautiful, what more beautiful ending than Bountiful Valley Farm. Of course. <laughs> so, so for this episode, we, we will try to conquer, um, uh, let me, if I have this correct, uh, not Paradise Pier, Golden State. I suppose, well, is Golden State where... What's Golden State? Is okay, that- <laughs> Gold- Golden State is one of four districts. That's how the Anaheim Tourism Board described it in the early days. Um, it's not lands, it's districts. districts. But it's a district, but it's got six different areas. <laughs> what? What's the difference yes. between a district and an area? So, um, uh, Bount- Bountiful Valley Farms, uh, Pacific Wharf, Golden Vine Winery, Condor Flats, mm. the Bay Area, and Grizzly Peak Recreation Area. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a lot to 
explain to someone, I feel like. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Very complicated. And a lot of those things you just described are like, you know, 20 feet wide. Those aren't, that's not big enough to be an area. Yeah. So. Yes. All right. So wait, what are we doing? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know where we're going now. What are we we're doing We're as confused now? as if we were looking on an original map. I don't know what's of... going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Wait, is this, is this behind the scenes or is this? this no, I think this is on. No, we're, we're, on, okay. we're on the air. We're on the air. Oh, we're, we're, on the live. Air. Okay. we're on the air. We're live. This is live. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I'm getting in a Battleful Valley Farm tractor and getting the F out of here. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's that. Maybe because there's so like so many of the puns remain. I feel like in in uh, uh, the you know I think we have to leave Route 66 out, which is a shame because that's where so much the rust the SS Rustworthy burger invasion. But that's that's oh, good. Yeah. You know, that's, those are good weenies to lead you into the next episode. So wait, are we yeah. are we done or we do have more? I'm confused. No, no, no. I think we do Bountiful Valley Farm. Okay, Bountiful Valley here. Farm, and then we're done. Got it. I okay. think so. How long okay. have we been going? Uh, like, yeah, hour I think 40? We, I think I'm gonna collapse if we don't. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm good with it. Oh, okay, I'm good to be. All right, no, so I don't care. <laughs> we'll we'll do DTA uh, 1.0.2, uh, <laughs> like a software update. Yes, yes. Uh, like a software update that a great California visionary like Steve Jobs would give you. <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. uh, covering much of Golden State and Paradise Pier. But yeah, that's a good way to do it. Okay, okay. Good. Uh, and, and so, but yeah, let's talk about Bountiful Valley first. Oh, yeah, we got to. F- if you go, if you go past uh, the sun item, <laughs> this is this is the first thing you see on your left is Bountiful Valley Farm. <laughs> and now this, yeah, and this really tripped me out when I was watching the, um, in general, very difficult to watch opening special with Richard Kind and Barry Bostwick. Right around the same stretch of time, I for the first time, embarrassingly, had not seen before this. Uh, a serious man, the very good. Oh uh, yeah, Coen brothers. It's like film. one of my favorites. Yes, really, really liked it. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so going the whiplash of wow, Richard Kind is wonderful in this, and then he's also in like a bright yellow Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> bumbling around with Barry Bostwick, uh, and convincing us that the amount of rides is fine, and that Bountiful Valley Farm is good enough to be uh, an area. Um, but I, I think the, of all the things, like some things are burning in my memory. Of course, I know there was a big orange. Of course, I knew there was a big, scary sun face. But when they are walking through this farm zone and I'm like, oh, my God, no bugs land. I did not like because then there was kind of an in between. There was there was some farm and then bugs land. But oh, my God, when there was no bugs land, what was even happening? What was this park? Yeah, I that. Yeah, I thought bugs land was opening day. I if you would have. If you would have asked me like five days ago, I would have said, "Oh yeah, Bugsland opened opening day, right?" But yeah, no, it felt like a long time ago, and it felt like ch- still for being an addition, chintzy enough that they had to take it out eventually. Like it, it, it felt like temp or expendable or something. This is like as good as like all the stuff in here is like as good as like uh, this place, Gobert's Pumpkin Farm, that I used to go to as a child. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a good point because I was going to say, as a child, I loved trucks and tractors and trail. Like, I loved all that stuff. So getting to climb on one of those, again, the instinct is correct. Children like climbing on construction equipment. Right, sure. Yeah. 
But yeah. It's, but it's it's not enough. It's just not enough. But what is it? Yeah. What is it doing here? Why was it here before and they built around it? Like that's the way it feels to me when I look at these pictures. <laughs> like there was a farm. It, they 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 bought up all the land. Uh, like, but there was just this one miniature farm mm-hmm. where they like wouldn't really. So like, you have to still let us raise some crops. That's the only way we're gonna kind of give you the rest of this parking yeah. lot. Like living with the land in Epcot, there's crops, but it's you know you're in a facility of some kind, and there's windows, and there's you know experiments going on, and you're in a boat. It's themed. This is truly like they built an okay theme park around a little plot of land where they're growing lemons. <laughs> yeah, what what are the crops? Let's uh I see some some Valencia oranges. Those look nice. Some mm-hmm. nice beautiful flowers. Um there's uh they don't there are no cattle there, but there's some plastic Cows. Maybe it'd be helpful to just maybe let's get we'll all screen share this yesterland right, right. page. Uh you, you, <laughs> Those you cows missed. look like shit. <laughs> it's extremely it's a state fair display. And you yes. would love to see it there, but in a theme park, what do you mean? It's um it's so strange. Yeah, and it's like they had, you know, when they had the petting they have a petting zoo at this point in Disneyland. They have a petting zoo. They have real animals in the back yeah. of Disneyland. So, like, you come over here and you go, oh, there's some shitty plastic cows. There's two shitty plastic cows. I just saw a goat. I just saw, I just saw horse. a horse. Uh, I yeah. just saw, what's the, they, would they have a cow as well? Or what, what was the big? Sometimes there'd be a cow. Yeah. yeah. A cow licked my hand once. Yeah. Yeah, a cow licked Jason's hand. You can't <laughs> yeah. get that over here with these plastic cows. But yes. what you can get is the Bountiful Valley Farmer's Market. And you know what they have? Healthy wraps. The healthiest food of the 1990s. <laughs> raps. Yeah. Raps. We get raps. convinced on raps. And why did, it, why did everybody pretend they were okay to eat, that they had any taste? Mm. Um, I haven't had a rap in so long, and it makes me feel great. Yeah. I, 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 I liked, like, buffalo chicken wraps if they were freshly made. Because if you wrap a wrap up and put it in, like, an airport refrigerated cooler thing, nothing congeals faster than a wrap. That's it, it's like a it's a mayonnaise trap. It like yeah. it's a way to like hide it and condense it. And then once you bite into that reserve, that spoiled reserve, <laughs> everything everything switches texture. Like ten, everything's entropy is reversed. <laughs> it's just like oh no, <laughs> it's transforming. <laughs> no, I feel like to- oh, this is another one of the things where I've talked about a vitamin water tricked me. Like a number mm. of things tricked me, and like wraps. I go to Togo's and get, like what Jason said, some buffalo chicken wrap, and I go, this is healthier. I'm eating pretty healthier. If you really looked, it was like, the wrap was like 70 less calories than the bread. Yeah, you know? exactly. So Maybe fine. a little less carbs. We were all tricked by whole wheat there, Ed. Oh, I mean, I never wheat. went all in. I did. Oh, I was wheat for years. You did. I was you so proud. You gave me shit for buying white bread and sourdough bread I'm for years. I'm so sorry. I was wrong. <laughs> wheat is bad. I didn't know. It was like, that was something I would get wheat and I would get a little spring in my step and be like, well, healthy boy, look what you did today. <laughs> and they're just shoving molasses oh. or corn syrup in there to make it like oh. more palatable. Monsanto is killing us slowly with their wheat. Got it. 
Unbelievable. We all yeah. know. We, hey, look, we all watched Super Size Me 2 Holy Chicken. Of course we <laughs> did. We know what the <laughs> industry's doing. A DCA exclusive. <laughs> it could have been. That could have been a it theme park been, right? film, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they don't forsake that you can go, as you said, you go get on a tractor. They did work with, they got Caterpillar tractors involved um and you learn about in signs about uh tractor makers benjamin holt and daniel best (laughs) mommy i learned about daniel best today um i don't can you get on the track now i'm questioning this i i I don't see any pictures of kids in a tractor yeah i I swear you could at least get in the cab but maybe i'm misremembering or maybe that was all they would let me do (laughs) because One year old college student. <laughs> You're young enough. We'll let you do it. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 wait, wait. Climb into the cab. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Trump in the big, <laughs> in the big Mac truck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, lots of unhappy memories, but, you know, it's nice to think about the, tr- the truck part. <laughs> it's the one I, nice day. I, Bountiful Valley Farm, it was the home of San Andreas Shakes. And that is another thing. I think it is. Sometimes hard in in theme parks. Not at this one because at Ghirardelli you can get them. But every now and then I'm like, I want a milkshake, and it's not as easy to like dig one up as you think at a theme yeah, park. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you can eat, you can just drink it, drink it and walk. But I think I was there in like 2015 or 2016, and I was like, Is San Andreas Shake still around? And I'm like, No. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what? This is a mountain now. I've had the same. I too recently have thought those were there, and you're right, they were yeah. good. And I looked it up, and it is date was like a a, a topping. Um, okay. You know, of, of course, it's the uh, oh, you know what? It's and it's Sam Andreas because it's a guy, oh. or at least the sign says. Yeah, so we're even deeper into pun. The pun extends deeper than we thought. And they're called shakers. And then there's... Wait, this is Temblor talk oh, toppings. T- well, Temblor, that was their blizzard. That was their version of a blizzard. Not Trembler? Temblor? I don't quite understand that pun. I think it's it? wordplay, and it's just huh. missing the mark. Yeah, I Did can't they figure- just misspell it? <laughs> That would be funny if they misspelled it. I, I gotta give it up. Guy Selga in his like recap, I think he was the one who posted like the very old map on Touring Plans uh, blog, <laughs> referred to this area as the worst land Disney has ever done. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but now I'm worried somebody out there is going to be like, wait, I loved Bountiful Valley Farm. I liked watching the crops grow. How dare you? I'm so like uh, shy to be insulting the crops at this point. That I'm, oh, yeah, I don't want to step in it again. Well, let's see. Yeah, if you're a big stan for this part part of the park, please let us know. And you know what? Don't tag our show account. Tag Scott's Twitter account exclusively. <laughs> we don't need to see it. Just send it to Scott. Look, I became. I'm no longer Scott Gardner anyway. I'm Mr. Viral Questions. My account is devoted to asking the questions that the most burning questions that go the most viral. So I can't even respond. That's not what my account does anymore. Okay. So you will get nothing out of me. I'm not afraid of you. I'm Mr. Viral Questions now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, just uh, I'll uh, DM me. I'll send you Scott's physical address. 
<laughs> no, no, fine. All right, do whatever you got to do. Um, Mike's gonna do it. I swear. Um, I will do it. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, yeah, this is bad. You know, and then they kind of tied it into Bugs Land and made it like they put Heimlich running around, and then there's kind of a slow gradient into Bugs Land, and that was yeah. better, but still weird the i and now i want to click i didn't look at the yesterland page for santa rosa seed and supply this is did you pr- look into this before or do we have to discover santa rosa i knew you could get like seeds and stuff right you could buy seeds in the theme park i think so i think you can still get seeds at a grizzly peak at that can that you still buy seeds I think that like one one of their displays like la- a couple years ago or so um, when they were leaning into the national park motif. No, was, I will give them credit. Answers. Buying seeds in the park is cool. I think that's the only it's one thing of those nineteen fifty five things. Yeah. yeah, something you that's shouldn't kinda... need to buy at a park or do, like. There's no reason for it. I like it when they sell it in a park and in only maybe one or yeah. two areas, especially if it's high like specialized to one theme from theme gift shop. Um, seeds. I can always use seeds. I've mostly just been planting those seeds that showed up in an Amazon box a couple of times, and I just planted those all over California. <laughs> Wait, what is that? <laughs> oh, that was there was an oddly enough news story a while back. I think last year that like people who had placed Amazon orders, it was like some sort of drop shipping bullshit mix up. We're just getting like <laughs> there would be a bag of seeds in with their like. Oh yeah. Know, what are the seeds? Oh. Stay away from the seeds. God, what, how, that was feels like forever ago. Did I? Yeah, and the FDA was, or whoever regulates that, was just like, do not plant the seeds, please. <laughs> did I? Uh, we really were too late, but have I told the Neil Young story about the concert with the seeds before? I feel like you might no. have. I'm worried. I, this sounds familiar, well, but maybe real, was it on air ever? I can't remember. Real quick, uh, I saw Neil Young. He played at the Forum. Uh, the first four songs, he plays like, after the gold rush, old man, he sounds fantastic. These songs are like, you're getting chills are so good. And then all of a sudden, after four songs, he has people in hazmat suits come out and like spray down the stage. And then it's like, he brings out Willie Nelson's sons who he was playing with. And then they're like great players and they're playing new stuff. And then Neil hands out like seeds to the audience. Cause he's trying to make an environmental message. And the rest <laughs> of the show had like a theme. And you were like, man, I appreciate what you're doing, Neil. But God, this is lame. <laughs> we are the seed men. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first four All <laughs> bow to the seed men. <laughs> like just kneel on the piano after the gold rush, which is one of my favorite songs ever. And it's like, oh, this is incredible. And then it's like a themed experience about seeds. It's like women with like <laughs> baskets handing out seeds. Like, you know, there's a law against seeds now, and we're trying to circumvent. And I'm like, this is great, Neil. Give me a pamphlet. I'll look into it. And I support what you're doing. But <laughs> back to the good uh, stuff. And the women for- like grabbed you by the hand, forced your hand open, shoved the seeds in your hand, and made you hold them. Yeah. They- and then they checked on the way out <laughs> to make sure you didn't throw them away. Right. And they kept calling and saying, did you plant them? <laughs> Chicken A, it's Neil's, it's the seed girl's. Seed girl. Um. <laughs> This is Cynthia from the Seed Girls. Just, uh, have you had a chance to plant those seeds yet? Neil was asking about you specifically. <laughs> wait, wait, oh, wait, wait. Oh, Neil, you want to talk to him? Yeah, did you plant the seeds? <laughs> Do you like- I got to <laughs> sing my Starbucks song and I needed, I was going to Skype you in, see how the seeds were coming. Do you want to buy a po? You want to buy a pono? <laughs> 
Don't make me write a mean song about you like George W. Bush. All right, I'll say, let's impeach Mike Carlson. Oh, okay, Neil, I planted him, I swear. Planted him, Neil. Yep. Photographic proof, please. Have you been to DCA? Have you been to Desi's <laughs> California Adventure? It's a good theme Wait. park. I don't like the theme. sound of what they're going to they're gonna add a Cars Land. I like they're the farm. taking out the seeds. They're taking out the seeds. <laughs> Crass commercialism. I was fine with it before, but uh, he would have been okay if if Cars Land was more like electric cars. I think. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are, aren't they? Well, I guess you're right. The cars in the Cars Land they have like hearts and lungs, right? <laughs> cars in the movie. Oh cars? yeah, they're just alive. They're yeah, just yeah. alive. So yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's fine with cars. Yeah. Take yeah. the joke back. Anyway. What what happened to all this? Is this just like the entrance of Cars Land now? What where are we geographically when we're at Santa Rosa <laughs> Seed and Supply? I think um, we're looking at uh, Cars Land and soon to be uh, like Marvel. Uh, I think that's the real estate sort of in the mm-hmm. in between. Oh, and you know what? But before we wrap up, the thing we haven't said, you know, part of. I, apparently, the lore, and I was trying to find a quote on this, and maybe I'll try to have something for part two, for 1.2, when we do it. Um, supposedly, the biggest fan of Bountiful Valley Farm was not a visitor, but Michael Eisner. <laughs> I was trying to find that page. Loved, <laughs> loved like the, the heart farm. and soul, I feel like he described it as. Like, he was all in on Bountiful Valley Farms. <laughs> wow. Wow. There was some other quote where he said, like, all right, you know, everything I said about the Aspen retreat, like, what do we want to represent about California? Well, you know, there's the hot, there's Hollywood and there's, uh, you know, the nature and tourism and there's um, uh, industry. There's um, the workplace. I think he said the workplace. Place. That what do you sucks. Mean workplace. Yeah, <laughs> God. Sucks. I don't want any workplace to <laughs> be represented. And what about like workplaces are gone? Nobody has workplaces anymore now. I don't want to go to a theme park and see. Or maybe I do. Maybe I miss them. Well, I'll just go walk around an office. What about like if they represented like a Dunder Mifflin somewhere in California Adventure? Okay. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> the ultimate workplace. <laughs> Well, that's gonna have to be universal, though. That's uh, all right. You're no, right. They you're have right. it back on Peacock, and uh, um, yeah, um, the uh, that seems like a will. Like they, I don't, you know, if they did like a store that was exactly the layout of the office, office, I couldn't hate on that. That's something. No, I think they should do yeah. a superstar limo style office ride. I mean, that's what we were getting at on the Monsters Inc. ride. But I think that Universal. <laughs> At this point, it's probably, it's like the most popular show on all the streaming services. So, like, let's, you got, they got to do something with it. They got to expand. That's yeah. what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, or it's just like Office Live and they have, they recast the characters and you get to watch like a little play, a little Office play every, every day. Well, Office, Office the Musical. Mm, okay. In the way that you know, like finding Nemo the musical, right. where there wasn't, it wasn't a musical before, but why not do it now? Mm-hmm. And then they can get like during Halloween time, they can get rowdy, they can get bawdy, can, like oh, like Slaughter yeah. World, yeah, like Slaughter World, yeah. Um, but like it's and it's called the Off Fix with three X's at mm, the end. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> How have we not been? We've been done done this show now for three years. We haven't been hired yet. It's unbelievable. I know. Great ideas left and right. This was just a con. This whole thing was just a con to get hired in one of these companies, and it hasn't worked. Unbelievable. It's time to to admit what we're doing. This is all it's been about. 
Um, so yeah, if you work at uh, Universal Studios, just let us. Just let us. You've been We've listening to puns. all of them. <laughs> we know you're looking for pun writers. We know yeah. puns are coming back around twenty yeah, that, years later. What do you the want? Big from thing us? I did at the beginning. There were so many puns. Yeah. What else do we have to do? We'll cry well, on the air if you want. We'll beg. <laughs> cry. And it's okay to cry. As Josh Gad said nearly a year ago, it's okay to cry. Yeah. Oh, that actually might make me cry if I examine that statement <laughs> too deeply. That it was almost, oh, yes, yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yep, 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 yep. Woof. Um, anyway. <laughs> my, therapist, my therapist says it's okay. Again, he emphasizes it's okay to cry. And he's like, sometimes if you need to prime yourself, he's like, if you need to like watch Rocky or something because you know it'll make you cry. And I'm like, well, I guess I, now I'm thinking maybe I just need to watch Gad. <laughs> you didn't, it didn't make you cry when it was only a day old. But once yeah. it's a year old, mm-hmm. imagine no possessions. <laughs> That's we're gonna get to so many year anniversaries. <laughs> oh, remember? Uh. <laughs> then there was the other different one where Aaron Paul was yelling. There, boy. <laughs> What a great work. Is it a yeah. year already? Happy birthday. Well, they've done birthday. enough. <laughs> they've done enough celebrity boxings. They don't remember that's been a year. So. <laughs> who, wait, who uh, has done celebrity boxing? The, the Paul brothers. They just, no, like, no, Aaron Paul from, uh, from uh, no, yeah, Breaking Bad. No, no not Aaron Paul. Paul. No, uh, not, no, no. <laughs> not Logan Paul and not, what's the brother? Uh, Jake I Paul. I would certainly Jake buy Paul. That's that Aaron. I, okay. I would buy that Aaron Paul has a brother and that they're into boxing together. That's not such oh, a stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's not weird. It would be funny if it was suddenly revealed that Aaron Paul is the third after Jake and Logan. I was like, I was, yeah. I was like, did Aaron Paul have like a celebrity boxing match against like the Bagel Boss or something? <laughs> I They'd forget. It. Like I said, right? It was well right before the pandemic, so like I kind of forget a lot of stuff. So yeah. <laughs> Okay. We're yeah. announcing a new enterprise. Boxing, bitch. <laughs> a whole new way to fight. Universal. And to get involved in the fighting yourself. Universal. Hire us so we can, we can book celebrity boxing matches at the park. Yeah. Get us. Call, it's, we just need the three of us and Aaron Paul, and we will bring boxing, bitch, to your park. <laughs> we um, have access. You know the celebrities we've had. Do you want Evan Susser to box? Nick Weiger at Universal. Of course you do. We can make that happen for you. So hire us. Please. Or do you want Evan Susser to fight the bagel boss? We can make that happen. We can do it. We can book You it. know him. He did something with the minions once. Do you want someone who did something with the minions once mm-hmm. to box Aaron Paul? That's right. Is that what we're proposing? I don't know. I'm so so much. <laughs> Where is like, again, we're lost. We're lost in the middle of confusing we're lost in the middle. DCA. Yeah. And what we've determined is that we have to step down like DCA, <laughs> stop and talk about it and do a refurbish and we'll come mm-hmm. back. Um We'll have to figure out the plan. We'll have to here. figure out I the don't... timing on this. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. It will because... be sooner in a year. I don't know. Yes, mm, good question. Because we've got more. There's more DCA coming to the second gate. There's more, but do that. we do this? Well, I guess that's the off-air conversation. Well, yeah, we either way, there's off, more off-air. I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, because this is the, this is DCA twenty years. We got to celebrate it in a big way. It's got we got to and and it's the second gate. We have to celebrate the second gate on the second gate. Yeah. So there's more coming. So don't worry about that. Right. Um. For now, you survived. I can't believe we even thought we would get further than this. But you survived part one. You survived <laughs> DCA one point oh point one oh. Point no, point, oh. oh, actually, yeah, 1.0.1 would be the first uh, update. <laughs> I, I think believe. it, ha- well, but then you want to get two in the title when we do it. Yes, yeah. for, for cleanliness sake, we'll, we'll call it the next uh, installment 1.0.2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's all extremely cleanly. Um, the this way, this was great. So, well, all right, we're gonna figure it out. It's it's a big week. We will there will be more DCA content over on the second gate, mm-hmm. and there's always great stuff happening over there. Which uh, hopefully, as you know, is Patreon.com/slash/PodcastTheRide, and uh, follow us on all the other social media. We'll be, we'll be posting great photos of. I mean, we got to post all our favorites. Uh, we we for sure have to. Show some of that parade. Oh my God. Oof. The Chow Main Man and the Golden Gate Bridge Boys. That was, a, that's a hell of a parade. Yeah. Oh, I love Eureka. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, yeah. We'll, we'll get deep into Eureka. Uh, also, right on our way out, I'll drop the news story that Evermore Park is suing Taylor Swift for naming her album Evermore. <laughs> hell yes that, let's go that's what you teased whoa you you told us he had a good one a good topical oh man oh they gotta pay those contractors somehow evermore oh, yeah no one's ever no. used evermore before evermore park uh mm-hmm. good nice nice try i think yeah <laughs> yeah what are you gonna try to sue edgar Allan poe now yeah <laughs> Nevermore's too close poe had a t- <laughs> <laughs> Poe had a time machine, is what it alleged. They allege went into the future. If saw anybody the park. would come on. Yeah, he had course. a steampunk time machine. Of course, he stole he our name. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, uh, let's see if Taylor can get out of this one. I have not listened to Evermore nearly as much as Folklore, and Folklore is uh, fantastic. I will say. No, oh. but Evermore is okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Well. So check those out. Check out those albums. Yeah, streaming. let's plug Taylor Swift. Help her out during this lawsuit from the Evermore theme park. It's going to be a tough time for her, clearly. Mm-hmm. And we will come back. You will hear more from us. Um, and we'll, we'll get to all your... We'll get to Burger Invasion. We'll get to Orange Stinger. We'll get to Pizza Oom Mau Mau. You're going to hear That's it right. all. That's right. Yeah. burritos. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that doesn't entice you. So, so uh, hold on tight. Happy birthday. California Adventure, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll, t- we'll talk to y'all soon. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, Dog. please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe Dog. to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dog. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.